You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. Your host here, Calvin Wright. Today, we're breaking down three players who, in my opinion, are in make or break seasons. They've been in the league a little while. They've had great years. They've had bad years. And this is their time to show us who they truly are is not only NFL players, but fantasy football players. And the, the three players we're talking about are actually all going bam, 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 right in succession in mock drafts right now. If you look at their ADP, we're going to be talking about Odell Beckham Jr. at the 309, James Conner at the 3010, and then Chris Carson at the 312 or 311. So those three players are, in my opinion, in make-or-break seasons. Now, Odell Beckham Jr., we're just going to start off right here talking about Odell first because he, he's, always, he's always so interesting to talk about. I, he's one of the few players where I can genuinely convince myself right now that he's going to be a top-10 receiver. He's going to be elite again. He's going to be a wide receiver one who saves your fantasy team. I can convince myself that that scenario happens, and I have reason to believe that, you know? He was dealing with some injuries on a new team, poor quarterback play, and a bad coach. But then at the same time, I can convince myself that Odell Beckham Jr.'s days as a fantasy wide receiver one, even a fantasy wide receiver two, are pretty much history. Last year, he finished as the number 25 wide receiver, only 35 yards over 1,000 uh, yards only um, how many touchdowns did he score not many I'm trying to find it right here yeah, total touchdowns four so his stats for the past couple of years have been pretty pretty down from what he did in the Giants now is this because you know the transition from the Giants to the Browns you know Eli Manning was old aging he I mean Odell Beckham Jr. he's he's dealt with some uh, stacked decks if we're going to be honest if we're going to be completely fair but that being said the situation in Cleveland right now, this season, I think if he doesn't produce at a top 12 rate, if he's not a top 12 fantasy wide receiver, I don't think he ever will be again. That's where I am with Odell. I think this is a make or break season. We can put blame for last year on Baker Mayfield. We can say, oh, Baker Mayfield was just not a good quarterback, which is pretty true. And we can put blame on the coach. Freddie Kitchens was a, was a nightmare. It was a disaster. But if we're going to, you know, put blame around, you you got to give some blame to Odell Beckham Jr. himself. For a wide receiver whose, you know, claim to fame is having the best hands in the league, the guy who, you know, makes impossible catches possible on a daily basis, he led the league in dropped passes with 11, or almost one drop pass a game. That's number one of all qualifying receivers. That's not what you want from someone who you, who's, you know, 
their claim to fame is having great hands. Number one in drops. Contested catch rate, only 40%, which was number 19. Average target distance, 13.9, which was number 22. He wasn't elite in any category last year. So we can isolate his stats from Baker's and say, look at what he himself did. And what he himself did, separate of Baker Mayfield, was not very good. Now, it wasn't horrible. Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't awful. Like I said, number 20, 26, right? Did I say 26 wide receiver? Yeah, num- no, number 25 wide receiver. So a, a high, high-end wide receiver three, you know, basically a wide receiver two. That's not horrible. That is not horrible by all means. But that is not what we want Odell Beckham to be. We want Odell Beckham to be a league winner who we plug in every single week and they put up, you know, massive points. That's what we want. But but what Odell Beckham Jr. has done for the past couple of years is nothing short of average. Fantasy points per game last year, 12.6, which was number 33 in qualifying receivers. That's that's not good. That's a wide receiver three. That's wide receiver three numbers in fantasy points per game. There were only a couple weeks last season, the, pretty much the game against the Jets, was the only week that he really stood out in your lineup. And that's disappointing for Beckham. That being said, can Beckham rebound? Yes, I think he can. I'm going to highlight why I think he can, but I also want to make it very clear right now that if Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't rebound, he's not going to. We have to accept that this is the new norm for Odell Beckham Jr. So why do I think he has a chance at rebounding this season? Why do I think Odell Beckham Jr., still with Baker Mayfield, has a chance at rebounding? It's it's pretty simple. The formula that I have in my head, fewer targets, fewer receptions, better targets, creating better receptions. I think uh, Stephen uh, Stefanski, uh, the Vikings' old offensive coordinator, runs a very run-heavy offense. Chubb, Hunt, they fit perfectly into Stefanski's scheme of this run-heavy offense. But what a run-heavy offense does, if it's working well and has a good defense, allows for play action to develop and yes, fewer targets and passing plays, but better targets and passing plays, more efficient targets. And that's what Odell Beckham Jr. needs is more efficient targets. Yards per reception was number 33. Yards per target was number 58. Yards per pass route was number 29. So he not only does he need better targets from Beck, uh, from Baker, because, I mean, catchable target rate was 69th in the league, which is not very good. But he needs more efficient targets because he wasn't going downfield. He wasn't getting efficient targets. The targets he got weren't very good in in both ways. They weren't very accurate, and there wasn't much uh, uh, there wasn't much to do with them. So if this run heavy offense works, if the defense is good enough to allow the Browns to run this run heavy offense that they want to run, then Odell Beckham Jr. can rebound. But if he doesn't, if this run-heavy offense doesn't work out, Odell Beckham Jr.'s days as a you know great wide receiver, especially in fantasy, they're done. Because I don't remember saying Beckham needs to have a run-heavy offense in order to be good. 
That's not what Odell Beckham Jr. has ever been. Odell Beckham Jr. has been a standalone stud. But right now, his efficiency, his fantasy numbers, they hinge on Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and the defense's ability to allow Baker Mayfield more efficient, better targets. Now, bottom line, this being said, do I think Odell Beckham Jr. makes it or breaks it? Personally, I think he breaks it. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is a wide receiver too forever. That's, that's what I think Odell Beckham Jr. is. And it's important when drafting to reevaluate Odell Beckham Jr. as a wide receiver too. You can't draft him like you did a couple of years ago. It's not smart. It's not going to work out for you. If you want to take a flyer on Odell Beckham Jr., because I, I highlighted a situation where he can make it, I mean, where he can make it, then go ahead and take that take that shot on him in the third, fourth round. But personally, I am fine letting uh, Odell Beckham Jr. slip through my fingers because there are plenty of receivers around that range that I would way rather have. Mari Cooper a couple picks later. Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, A.J. Brown a whole round later. I would rather have all of those guys over Odell Beckham Jr., The league's moved on from Odell, and I think as fantasy players, we need to be prepared to do so as well. All right, so next player, we will talk about the guy going right after Odell Beckham Jr. in these uh, fantasy football calculator PPRADPs. That's uh, point per reception average draft picks. Uh, They compile mock drafts, fantasy drafts, and kind of get a... Uh, idea of where players are being drafted. Anyway, the average draft pick for James Conner is the 309, or yeah, 309, or 310, sorry, Beckham was the 309. So I want to talk about James Conner. Do I think he breaks it or makes it? James Conner, we all know the story. We all know the story of James Conner. The underdog from Pittsburgh beats cancer, sitting behind Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell says, I'm holding out Steelers say, okay, James Conner comes in, and he takes the NFL by storm, finishing as the number six running back in fantasy football in 2018. His 2018 campaign was nothing short of spectacular, especially when you add in that underdog, hometown hero, cancer survivor situation. It's, It's like a movie. 2019, however, was a completely different story. Now, a lot of pages were down on James Conner heading into last year. I I was down on him. I I predicted him to be a bust, not to toot my own horn, but I'm just saying a lot of pages, me included, were not high on James Conner last season. What happened with James Conner? He finished as the number 34 running back. The 32 teams in the NFL, 34 is bad. That's that's He's in with backups. He's in with uh, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson finished ahead of him. He's in with, you know, Royce Freeman, Jamal Williams, Tev- LaShawn McCoy. He's in with those guys. His 2019 campaign was dreadful. Now, what went wrong? What happened? Well, a lot went wrong. Pretty much on the Steelers' offensive side of the ball, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Antonio Brown, he's gone. That's, that's a big blow to that offense. 
Another big blow, Big Ben Roethlisberger. He's gone. Week one against the Patriots, he gets injured out for the season. And they're left with, uh, you know, a mashup of a tragic quarterback carousel with Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph. That is not a stable offense. Oh, and not to mention James Conner, he missed a ton of time, and when he was on the field, he was pretty banged up. Last season, 2019 season, James Conner had 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 injury reports. 10 injury reports. That, that's, that's insane. So six games missed and 10 injury reports. So when he was playing, he was not 100%. In fact, he got injured in week two. He was 100% for one game last year. So everything that went wrong for the Steelers and James Conner, everything that could go wrong went wrong. And we can put a lot of blame on that. And that's why I'm not just going to go ahead and say James Conner's time as a you know, fantasy-relevant running back is over, because it's not. I don't think it is officially, because there's so many excuses you can make, and they're valid excuses. You know, that's when we look at his efficiency metrics, his productivity, they're all so down from 2018, that breakout season. But they're all down for really, really good reasons. Now, this is a make-or-break season. Entering his third year as a starting running back, James Conner, will he rebound back to his 2018 form, or is he just going to be an injury-prone, inefficient running back? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give two situations. Let's say James Conner stays healthy, or relatively healthy. Do I think that offense is going to be good? Not really. I, I honestly don't, because it hinges right now on Big Ben Roethlisberger staying healthy. And I'm going to say it right now, Big Ben Roethlisberger is not going to stay healthy. If Big Ben plays the whole season without missing a game due to injury or something, I will give everyone who listens to this podcast, I will Venmo them $1. Make it two, double or nothing. That I am so confident Big Ben will get injured. And when he goes down, what's left? And the Steelers under center. I saw nothing out of Hodges or Mason Rudolph that excited me, that made me go, oh, if Big Ben misses more time next year, I'm still confident in Juju. I'm still confident in James Conner. I'm still confident in the Steelers. I am not. And what happens if Big Ben stays healthy? Is he going to return to his Big Ben Hall of Fame form? Probably not. The dude's more beaten up than a mashed potato. Which he looks like. He, 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 Big Ben is not the same Big Ben that we all know and love. And that's when he is healthy. And I don't think he's going to be healthy. I don't think the situation for James Conner is going to be a whole lot better. I don't think that this situation for the Steelers offense is magically solved. Now, a lot of people do. A lot of people are redrafting Juju and Deontay Johnson and James Conner. And I'm saying stay away. Even if the situation's back to being good... He was the number 36 running back last year. 34, I mean, right? 34. Is that what I said? Yeah, yeah, 34 running back. That's a lot of ground to make up. That tells me one thing. James Conner is reliant on the Steelers' offense to be good for him to be good. When things went downhill for him, 
when things went downhill, it was because the team went downhill. He's not, he's not, you, James Conner in a vacuum isn't a top 12 running back. And that's that's why he's not going to break back into the upper echelon, because Christian McCaffrey, that team can be horrible. We saw it. Christian McCaffrey's still a beast. Leonard Fournette, that team can be horrible, and he was still a beast. Saquon, Joe Mixon, the list goes on and on. And James Conner is not on the list of players that can survive a horrible situation. And it's sad to say because I like James Conner as a as a talent, but between injuries from himself and his quarterback and just just I don't like the situation and I have no reason to believe he'll make it this year. Will he be as bad as last year? I, I, probably not. He'll probably be a little bit better, I'd say, assuming he stays healthy. But that situation I don't think is magically a dream come true for fantasy owners. So I am staying away from James Conner because I think he breaks it. All right, everyone. The next player and final player we are going to be talking about is Chris Carson going right after James Conner. Chris Carson's extremely interesting because unlike Odell Beckham Jr. and unlike James Conner, Chris Carson had a really good season last year. He, he had that breakout number 12 PPR running back and oh he was hurt for the final two games so Chris Carson what do we think about him because he he broke out and got hurt and how do we evaluate him heading in to 2020 short answer I'm staying away from this backfield they've brought in so many pieces that it screams one thing to me the Seahawks do not believe Chris Carson and Rashad Penny will be fully healthy this year. I've talked to fantasy docs. I've talked to... It's not happening. Chris Carson is not going to be healthy. Now, what if he is? What if every medical report is wrong and Chris Carson is 100%? There's one thing that really worries me about Chris Carson. Let's take a look at the fumbles. Seven fumbles for Chris Carson... At the top are quarterbacks, quarterback, 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 Chris Carson. And then quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. No other running back had seven fumbles. The, the, the other highest was, I think, five from Derrick Henry and Delvin Cook, who were both workhorse running backs. Carson was not as much of a workhorse running back as those guys. He didn't play as many games, and he had two more fumbles. That worries me. Apart from that, I think he's going to see touchdown regression. Nine total touchdowns in an offense with an emerging DK Metcalf. A solid, solid Tyler Lockett. The tight ends are going to be backed in form. I don't see him scoring nine touchdowns again. Yards per carry was 4.2. That's good. I like that. Breakaway runs was 13. I like that. Evaded tackles, 85, which was number six among running back. Juke rates was 27, which is number 15. I like that. I like him as a talent. But between the fumbles and the injury history, I cannot take a chance on James Conner in the third, or, or, or on Chris, Chris Carson. Goodness, I'm sorry. Between the injury and the fumbles, I cannot take a chance on Chris Carson in the third round. I can't take a chance on him in the fourth, not even the fifth. 
there's no way I am taking Chris Carson that early. He's not going to be healthy. There's a ton of competition in that backfield. Carlos Hyde is there. We all know Carlos Hyde is going to get the touchdowns. Goal line work. It's another reason I think he has touchdown regression. Hollister, Olsen, they're all back. The, the tight ends are back. Will Disley. There's so much competition, especially goal line work, that if Chris Carson's healthy, I still am not buying because of the fumbles and the decreased touchdowns. Oh, and Rod Sh- Rashad Penny still exists. So I am not buying Chris Carson. Personally, I think he breaks. I do not think he makes it. This is kind of sad. Not, not one of these players on the Make or Break It episode have I chosen to make it. That's, I kind of feel bad about this, but, <laughs> but Chris Carson, James Conner, and Odell Beckham Jr., I have no clue how I could feel good about taking any of them in the third round. It would feel to me like you're taking a shower with socks on. That disgusting, that gross. To take any of those guys in the third round, it's going to sink your fantasy team. It will sink your fantasy team because you're going to have running backs in bad situations who aren't healthy in your starting lineup if you're taking them round three. And for Odell Beckham Jr., I think he has the best chance of making it out of all those guys I talked about. But still, in the third round, there's so many guys, even in the fourth and fifth, that I like more. Cortland Sutton, 504. I'm taking over Odell. Robert Woods, 408. I'm taking over Odell. So I just cannot take any of those guys where they're going. Let me, let me read you some guys going after uh, some running backs going after Connor and Carson that I would way rather have. Jonathan Taylor, way'd rather have. David Montgomery, I'd rather have. Rather have. Devin Singletary, I'd rather have. Uh, Cam Akers and Kareem Hunt, I would probably rather have. And same with DeAndre Swift. So I'm not taking those guys, even if they're there, until we're to the fifth round. Fifth round, sixth round. That's where I'd take Chris Carson and James Conner this year. Because I just don't believe in the situation and I don't fully believe that they will break it or make it. Yeah, they're... Ah, t- <laughs> I'm tired, guys. I don't think they'll make it. I think all three of these guys are really strong candidates to break. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Profit Podcast. Sorry, I, I, I got a little screwed up on some of the words at the end here. I'm pretty exhausted. I've uh, been working a lot. I have a new job but uh, it, uh, I do love doing these podcasts. I'm going to be trying to do more and more podcasts. They're a lot of fun. They're almost more fun than doing videos because I don't have to worry about doing my hair or looking nice. I can just literally sit in this basement closet and record myself talk. Uh, so yeah, make sure you follow The Profit on TikTok and Instagram. Those are really my main two platforms, except for this podcast form, which I assume if you're hearing this, you're already following. If you aren't, make sure you subscribe. And if you haven't already, make sure you drop a five-star review and you'll be entered to win a Dwayne Haskins rookie patch card. All right, everyone, I'll see you next time. Like always, have a great weekend.